0: what's going on on my podcast or see jizzle and the fucking Wizzle, bringing you another episode this is episode two of tonight um i went to go get another beer and i i got this side table thing out in my living room i walk past it's got my lamp sitting on it and i usually put all my shit there you know well here lately i haven't been but i've got some shit there that has been kind of sitting there for a while, right, and I walk past it every day and I see it and what it is is it's a lottery ticket whenever I worked at the gas station and there was somebody that came in there that played it for me one day and they said this is for you. I do believe. They bought the lottery ticket for me and it sounded really lucky whenever I called it back. I don't, I'm not going to give you the numbers or anything, of course, but... When you just say the numbers out loud, it sounds lucky. Right? It just has a ring to it, you know? And whenever I looked at all the results on, online, there were... Um, there was a pattern that was going on to where... These numbers just had to come out. And... Instead of playing them, I just kind of gave up here lately. You know, like I said, I don't have money for a lot of things, let alone gambling. And but I still keep this lottery ticket. I still keep it because it just sounds lucky. They're numbers that I wouldn't even usually think of. And I wouldn't be able to tell you what they are if I didn't have that piece of paper. So, But um, something's just been telling me lately to play it it's like this lottery tickets like look at me look at me you know I feel like it's like God or something telling me to play this lottery ticket (laughs) and I can't go over to the gas station that's right next door where I used to work at because they banned me so I know it's pretty shitty it's pretty fucked up actually that I spent nine years working for that company and I can't even go over there and spend a dollar so that's pretty crazy, but I can buy lottery tickets at the grocery store or whatever if I really wanted to, on certain days, whenever I work certain hours. Anyway, um, something just keeps telling me to play it. Something does. Anywho, back to my family problems, because I've been thinking about that. There's going to have to be a time whenever me and my mom talk things out, eventually. I mean, I I just know it's inevitable, it's going to happen, whether I do it first or she does it first. But then I got to thinking about my sister and what I'm going to say to her. Now, me and my older sister don't really get along, because she tries to act too much like a mother figure. And she acts like she's better than you because she's got a house and she's got a kid and she's living the perfect little American dream. So she thinks that she's better than you and she thinks that she's your mother figure and she likes to talk down to you and shit like that. She doesn't ever call you to come hang out. You know, she hangs out with my other sisters and shit, but she never calls me and says, hey, you want to come hang out? So me and my sister, kind of, my older sister, has a distant relationship, kind of. Never really the greatest, and it's gotten worse over the years. You know, at first, whenever I was younger, I thought it was the greatest thing ever to have a young, an older sister. She was my, I used to call her my Ashy. I used to call her Ashy all the time. Her name's Ashley, but whenever I was younger, I used to call her Ashy. And I followed her around like a lost puppy dog. But then, whenever she moved out, she changed. She wasn't really my ashy anymore. Once she moved out, she wasn't somebody I wanted to follow around. She started becoming more selfish and more of an asshole, more of a bitch you know so that's why I don't really talk to her my middle sister Jessica I still talk to her um she's one of the only people that I still talk to actually and she really understands that people go through shit in life and she's really down to earth and she's really understanding whenever it comes to shit like that um She'll speak her mind, she'll tell you when you're wrong, but she's at the same time, she's not going to sit there and berate you over shit. Um, so I gotta, I have to talk to my sister, my older sister, and tell her that some of the things that I said that night was true. You know, all that rage and animosity that I had that night whenever I was drinking It was true. Everything that I said was the truth. I don't regret anything. The fact that I called you a whore. The fact that I um, said that I wish you were never born. I mean, to say that I wish you were never born. I, I wouldn't say that. But I wish that you would change on how you act towards me. Because if we got along like we used to when we were younger, then I wouldn't think the way that I do. She's not going to take this talk very easily. And I don't know when we're ever going to get the chance to talk one-on-one. But when we do, I hope that she understands that I'm an adult, she's an adult, and I feel a certain way, and she feels a certain way. I don't think she's going to react very well. She's going to be very... She's going to criticize me and fucking try to turn it around on me. And at the end of the day, it's not about me. It's about how you guys treat me. So, it all comes back to you. And we can sit here and point fingers until the fucking sun goes down. But I'm tired of fighting with my family. I've already lost my father. I've already, you know, not talking to my mother. I don't need more bullshit put on my plate. And if you can't, you know, understand that, then maybe we don't need to be in each other's lives. Because I'm at a breaking point right now to where I just can't take anymore. So, that's kind of the talk that I need to have. I need her to be a sister to me instead of being a mother. I need her to be there for me, but understand that I'm going through my own shit. And I don't need her coming over there every time I'm at my mother's house when I'm having a six-pack. i just trying to threaten me to throw me in jail. You know, if you care about me so much, stop threatening to throw me in jail. And she's going to say, well, if you spent some time in jail, then maybe you'd stop drinking. And that's not the fucking answer. I've got bills to pay, okay? At the end of the day. So... Getting me thrown in jail is risking me losing my job and losing my house, losing where I live. That's not what you do to somebody that you love. You try and talk to them and kind of reason with them. And if they want to still feel the same way that they feel and do what they do, there's nothing that you're going to do to change that. People need to realize, people do what they want to do. You can sit here and talk to them for an hour and a half. You can tell them about what they should be doing. And at the end of the day, they're going to do what they want to do. So, I feel like ultimately that's why my father tried to murder me. I feel like that's why my father tried to strangle me out. Because he just had enough. He got pissed off at the fact that I'm a grown adult and I'll do whatever I want. And... God forbid, but if I would have ended up strangling to death, if he would have strangled me to death and I would have died that night. Not only would I not be around to play guitar, or to see this or do that, but he would have to live with that shit for the rest of his life. To have to deal with the fact that you murdered your only son. I just, I can't, I can't see that. I just... I don't know, and the fact that I've actually lived that and I have to deal with that every day is kind of like, I don't want to say I have nightmares over it, but I think about it every day. It's something that you don't want to think about. Having to think about whether you need to murder your father, well I'm not going to say murder, but defend yourself because your father is trying to kill you. And Like I said, I try to give him forgiveness. Six months ago, he didn't want it, and now all of a sudden he wants to talk. I tried to give my half-blooded sister, Brittany, the youngest, which I haven't really talked about her too much, because I don't really consider her my sister, but I tried to give her the forgiveness um, last week sometime, I don't know. Three four days ago, who knows. I tried to bury the hatchet and say, hey, let's just be adults. I know you did me wrong in the past. I've been waiting for an apology over ten years now. But I'm willing to put that behind us. And she had the balls to say that we'll never be the same. We'll never have the same relationship. And that she doesn't feel like she owes me an apology. And that bitch left me there with all the bills to pay... Not just the rent, but the gas bill, the electric bill. It was it was a terrible time in my life, and she thinks that I forgot about that, right? And she's like, "Well, the reason why I had to leave you was because you were an alcoholic and you had problems with drugs. Back then, I didn't do I didn't even smoke weed, for one, and uh." problem with alcohol didn't really take part until probably within the past year or two after dealing with problems with my father. I mean I would drink but a lot more a lot more heavier and shit within the past couple years. I would say. I mean I'm not drinking liquor or anything, but you know um I'd get blackout drunk. So but that's not that's not for them to sit there and think about. That's not for them to criticize me over. You know, that's for them to say you are who you are. Um, I'm here for you if you need me. I'm sorry for whatever I did to you. Let's move on with this. You know, they're just too much of a fucking coward to admit that they're wrong. I don't have any problem with admitting that I'm wrong for whatever I've done. And um, it seems like it's, it's not just my dad's side of the family, it's my mom's side. Everybody. They have a hard time admitting whenever they're wrong. And they used to say that about me, that I can't admit whenever I'm wrong. But now, you don't hear that from anybody's mouth. And it's hard to get them to admit when they're wrong. It's really simple if you're an adult and you have empathy or sympathy for anybody and you're not selfish and you know that you were wrong then just say that you fucking are sorry I mean it's that simple there's probably nothing that is that's good that's gonna come out of me talking to my father again so I've kind of put that on hold for a while Um, whenever he told my sister to get a hold of me I told her to tell him that I wasn't ready to really talk to him yet because I'm going through so much shit, and the last thing that I need is for him to berate me and ask me what the fuck have I done with my life in the past ten years, well, in the past five. You know, ultimately, when you turn and you look at your parents, they haven't done anything either. They've just been terrible parents, so couldn't even, couldn't even raise me the right way. I mean, they were always fighting with each other over, you know, like my mom would it was, it was crazy. Like, um, I would, I would go and see my father every two weeks and I would only get to see him for like a few days. That was the visitation. And so eventually they got to fighting over clothes and, Oh, he left this cl- these clothes over there and blah, blah blah. So my father would go out and buy clothes for me to keep over at his house. and vice versa. My mother started going out and buying clothes to keep over at her house. So I had two different wardrobes. Um, same thing with toys like that were bought at Christmas time. I would get a toy from my dad and he'd say I had to keep it there. I couldn't take it home to my mom's. Because he would say that I would never come back with it. Even though that wasn't the truth. But I had two different houses. I had two different lives that I lived. I had had my dad's house that I lived at. And I had my mom's house. Two different lives. And so I think maybe that's what contributes to my dual personality. I think that's why I feel like I'm two different people sometimes. And it's not a bad thing. I mean, sometimes I'm a happy, outgoing, generous person, and sometimes I'm dark and demented, and, but I'm trying to get better, I'm trying to, you know, once I get into van life, and I can start living a lot more free, a lot less stressed and everything, I feel like I'm going to be ten times better. I said I was only going to have three beers, well, I broke that record, so, I think I'm already on my fourth one now, and I'm. Set a fifth one to the side, so I'm going to go ahead and finish this six-pack for the night, but, anywho, I skipped I skipped a day, so, maybe I might skip a day tomorrow, or maybe, if I do get a six-pack, I'll only have a few, so, <clears throat> it's progress, Pro- every little bit of progress is better than nothing, so, um but what I wanted to talk about was the fact that my father and my mother always criticized how I need to do this with my life and I need to do that with my life and I need to be all the time, I mean nonstop. From the time that I was eighteen, my father's been asking me, What do you want to do with your life? And a lot of times I told him, I don't know. You know, there was one time when I wanted to be a truck driver you know, I, I tried my hand in uh, being a certified nursing assistant. Um, I've done window cleaning. Um, there's many, many different jobs that I've had, right? And I don't feel like you can sit there and just pick whatever job that you want. Like, ultimately, there there are some limits. You can't just sit there and say, tomorrow you're going to be a... A uh, nuclear engineer. You gotta kind of work towards that. But also at the same time. You can work towards something for 8 years. And then realize that's not what the fuck you want to do with your life. You know. This isn't what's going to make me happy. What what would truly make me happy is being out in nature every day And maybe being a national park uh, tour guide or some shit. Or you know. Being out in nature every day and enjoying my job. Something that's not really work. But anywho. When you look back at. The pot calling the kettle black. I mean. My father was a whore. Whenever he was younger. Let's put it that way. He. Had. Four different kids. Three of them from one person and one from another. And they were all like, I don't want to say back to back, but relatively close together. I mean, anywho, he was the type that, he had three children with my mother. And him and my mother didn't work out eventually. And he didn't want to pay his child support. Because he's a piece of shit. But anywho... Eventually, he was, they were garnishing his wages and he didn't have an option. So he had to work, he said that he had to work three different jobs. I don't know how long he worked three different jobs, I'm sure it wasn't long. I'm sure he only worked two jobs, but whatever. He used to tell me stories all the time, about how he used to go to work with a 2 liter of 7 up and he'd empty half of it out and put um, Seagram 7 in it he'd go to work drunk because he worked 3 jobs and it was just so terrible on him, that's what he said I'm like dude if you would have just been a part of our lives you wouldn't have had to pay all that child support instead he wanted to go and get with this other bitch and he didn't even marry her so he had this this kid out of wedlock my half sister is a kid out of wedlock which means she'll never reach the gates of heaven pretty much and well yeah she's never going to reach the gates of heaven because she was born out of wedlock so now there are certain sins and whatnot that you can commit be forgiven for but being born out of wedlock or um, if you're not baptized then you don't get into the gates of heaven so you'll be sitting there waiting and watching everybody else go in um anywho oh and that's another thing my father speaking about religion my father used to be he used to believe in the bible and over the years i don't i don't really remember when but i used to sit in the living room when i lived with him and we'd have discussions we'd have arguments like debates like because he thinks he's a know it all he thinks you know he knows everything, and the younger generation knows nothing. Even though he doesn't even know how to work a phone, anything other than a flip phone, you know. And so we used to have arguments and debates, and eventually, like I said, he used to know different Bible verses, and he used to read the Bible, supposedly. But eventually, there was one point where he said he didn't believe in the Bible anymore. And that he had switched to kind of like Scientology. Or creationism from like the Big Bang Theory. And I think it was his wife, his crazy wife, that's been putting this shit in his head. Playing next to her and listening to her bullshit. But whatever. You know, he's going to think what he's going to think. And like I said, we have many debates and arguments over... Um, not only God's existence and the universe's existence and shit, but why do animals suffer. Like, why does a crocodile chew off an antelope's neck and just let it sit there and die? Right? First of all, that's not something that you need to question against God. What, everything happens for a reason whenever God does it. You don't sit there and question it, first of all, because you're not God. So second of all god said in the bible that i will provide this i will provide this food to you for eat to eat if you take it from my altar there's been people that have been killing deer and antelope and elk and shit for years and skinning them and harvesting the meat and shit It's the same thing with crocodiles chewing off an antelope's neck. They're just eating. They're just trying to survive. It's not that they're murderers or they're fucking crazy. But everything, the the circle kind of goes around. You know. That's the only way they know how to live. So, my dad was kind of like saying, well, there's no reason why there should be suffering. Well, you know. How do you know you're not going to suffer whenever you die? That's what I told him. How do you know you're not going to suffer? I think. I don't know if I told him that. But now, I mean, I think about that. And I'm like... You can die the most miserable day. Di- I hope I die in my sleep. I really do. But... Even then, I, I don't really hope I die in my sleep. Because I'm going to have so much unfinished business. I don't want people going through all my shit. You know, whenever I die, I want to be able to have everything organized. I want to know that my time is coming. You know. I don't want to have to go to sleep. With all my, you know, I don't know. It's just kind of weird for me. Same thing with being cremated versus being buried. All my relatives, my sisters, my mother. They're like, oh, I want to be cremated. Everybody wants to be burned alive. Well, not burned alive, but. They want their bodies desecrated. Mm. That's basically what it is. I mean, you know, you're, and they're like, "Well, your your soul is still around. Your soul would still be around if you got buried like a normal person." <laughs> and they're like, "Well, it costs like three times more." So, people are sacrificing what they believe as religion for cause. And I think that's terrible. Like, I want to be buried in a tomb. I want to be buried in a temple where nobody will touch my body. Nobody will, you know, dig me up and try to, you know, I want to, I want to have a fucking pyramid, a fucking tomb to where nobody can get in it. (laughs) Pretty much. ...walls that are so thick that even radar can't even penetrate it. If you had to fucking dig your way into that tomb, it would take you like... three days straight. Take you a fucking... It'd take an excavator with one of those big-ass jackhammer tools on the back. And I'm not saying a pyramid. I mean, I don't need a pyramid, but that would be pretty dope. Have my own piece of land and put a big ass pyramid in it and that's where I want to be buried. Leave all my land to my kids and my nephews and shit. And that would be pretty dope. For, for them to be able to go back and look at this big ass pyramid where they know that their uncle is buried. Instead of having a little grave plot somewhere that, like I said, someone can dig you up. If you're going to dig me up and exhume my body, you better fucking have some tools. It doesn't have to be a pyramid. Like I said, it could be a big fucking stone box. Like a big house that's made out of stone. And you put my coffin in there and you just fill it with concrete. Something like that. I don't know. Something that's got meters and meters and meters thick of concrete where nobody will be able to get to my body. That's what I want. I want to be able to rest without being disturbed. So, a lot of people say if you're buried in concrete, you have to have a passage. You have to have a tunnel or whatever dug to the sky in order for your soul to be released. And that's why in a lot of pyramids you see little shafts and whatnot. Because they believe that in order for the spirit to escape to the heavens, it has to be able to get out of that pyramid. So, I don't know. I think I'm the only person in my family that wants to be put in a pyramid. That wants to be buried in a tomb. I have even thought about kind of being mummified. You know where my body is preserved. For other people later down the road. Hundreds or thousands of years from now. To be able to you know. But I don't want to be mummified. I'd rather just be buried. In an airtight casket. That way everything's. As well preserved as it can be. You know I don't want to be mummified. In order To. Be mummified. I mean they have to. I don't, know. I don't know. I'd have to research it again. And think about it. But they use embalming fluid. And they take your brain out through your nose. That's how they used to do it in the. In the. Days of the Egyptians. They used to take your brain out through your nose. Mm. That's pretty fucked up. I don't want, I don't want anybody, you know, that's the same thing whenever I get, people get autopsies and shit, they get their brain cut open and then they weigh it, they get their heart taken out of their chest and then they weigh it and then when they're done with all the shit, they put it back, they put your brain back in your skull and they staple it shut and all that good shit. And then with your heart and your organs and everything, they put it back in your chest cavity, and then they sew it shut. And that's just, that's fucking demonic, to be able to cut something apart like that and weigh it. Just for shits and giggles. I mean, that's what I feel like. I mean, just leave it alone. Just leave it alone. It's like when you start digging into a body and desecrating it and cutting it and burning it and shit it, it fucks with the soul, you know, it fucks with, you know, whenever, whenever people say rest in peace, that's what it means, it means to rest in peace, to relax, to, to, to not rest in pieces, you know, I mean, I feel like people that do that, they cause these souls to be lost forever because they have unfinished business. They want to find the person that cut their body up and burned it. You know? I don't know. Just do like my ancestors did and put me in the fucking ground. (laughs) My mother says that She's got a uh, cemetery plot for me here, now I can always move somewhere else, in another state and buy a cemetery plot there and have it put in my will that I'm buried there. And I've kind of been thinking about that here in, here lately, where do I want to be buried? part of me kind of wants to be buried next to my family, next to my mom, next to my kin, but a part of me says that my kin and my family have been doing me so wrong lately that it's like they're not even family anymore. You know, like why would I want to be buried next to them? Like what happens if I get a wife and two kids, then what? And what there's no there's no plots for them there you know what I'm saying so that's something you got to think about too if I was to die tomorrow they'd have a place to put me I guess but five years from now if I get a wife I have a kid we're living in fucking Oregon you know I'm not going to have my body shipped all the way back to be buried somewhere and not have a plot for my wife. So, I don't know. I feel like it was kind of ill thought. Um, I do believe that if somebody isn't buried in it, then somebody else can be buried in it. So, if I'm not buried in it, then maybe one of my nephews can be buried in it if, They end up passing. It can be open for somebody else. I don't know. I'm still thinking about that kind of shit. This is my hometown. And I got a lot of my family buried here. And whatnot. I'd like to probably be buried here. But. (laughs) If I have a family and shit. Later down the road. I don't know how the fuck that's going to go. And if my mom and shit's already passed away by that time, then my grandmother's passed away, then what the fuck am I going to do? It's just something that I don't really like to think about. I don't like to think about death. I don't like to think about death because... I know that my mom's um, getting older in age, and she's really the only person that I used to talk to. I I mean, I don't talk to my dad, so, and the day that my mom dies is going to be a really difficult time for me. I'm probably going to need like a whole month off. I don't like to think about death whenever it comes to me. I don't like to think about, you know, once everybody's gone and I'm sitting there all alone, I hope that, like I said, it's painless, easy, and but it just scares the fuck out of me. I don't know why, but probably because I know that I'm not living the healthiest life, and like I said, once my grandmother passes, and my mother passes, nobody's going to give a fuck about me. You know, my siblings, one of them will probably still at least be in contact with me, but, you know, that's that's something that I don't know about ten years from now. Hopefully my mother's still alive, but... God forbid the day that it actually happens. It's going to be rough. I don't care about what job I'm working. You know. If it's a good job or not. I'll tell them straight up. Like, I need a week off. Period. Gain my vacation time or whatever. Ahead of time. Whatever. Just, I need a fucking week off. And so, you know. Me thinking about that. She she can pass tomorrow. She could. I mean, anybody can die tomorrow. I've seen 30-year-olds that have been dying and shit lately. And I would really, really regret it if we had this falling out and I never got to make things right. So, I don't want to live in this time where we have all this, all this... Drama and commotion and, and disagreements. I want us to have nothing but good memories over the next couple years, at least. And, yeah, I, I just. That's the reason why I haven't left this state yet, is because I have a feeling as soon as I leave this state that my mom's going to end up passing. And that would just not only crush me, but I'd have to find a way back. And God forbid, if I didn't have the money to go back and see my mom before she was buried, I would just, I would regret that. So, let's make the best of the times that we have, you know. That's what I keep telling everybody. Stop worrying about the stupid bullshit. Don't worry about me. Let's just enjoy the fucking time that we got. Everybody is so hell-bent on how everybody else lives. Just live your life and let me live mine. It's it's that simple. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure that my mother wants to see me succeed And do things with my life, and see me actually be truly great. I think that's kind of why she pushes me sometimes, that way. But the truth is, I might not be truly great for another 10 years. I might not have things dialed in for another 10 years, who knows? I mean, I might be doing a little bit better in the next 2-5 to years. But for me to have an actual career and be settled down and have a family and whatnot, She might not fucking get to see that. She might not get to live that long. And that's something I gotta have a talk with her about too. Because I'm the type of person that I've got too much shit to see and too much shit to do to be having kids right now. You know, if I had to fucking have the money to take care of my kids and find a babysitter and whatnot, when I'm only working a part-time job at a taco place, that's just not, you know, what I'm saying. Even if I had a full-time job somewhere, I don't have my own place, and I don't want to continue to keep renting off of people, so it'd be best for me to get a van, save up, and then get my own house, right? Right? It's not for everybody to to understand. It's not their life to understand. You know what I mean? Even when... I I was getting really frustrated when people were telling me to start working out and shit. And I'm like, you just don't get it. You don't understand. You can't work out whenever you're depressed. And... I believe that I was going through hormonal changes. I believe having... Maybe low testosterone or low vitamin D. Vitamin D is actually a hormone. So, if you have low vitamin D and you have low calcium and low iron and everything else, I mean, not only are you anemic, but you've got many other problems. So, then you got people that are sitting there telling you, You need to work out, you need to get in the gym, you need to start pumping some iron, you need to, and when you're not even eating right, then you can't do that, you know, people will tell you things all the time, they think they know the best answer, like I said, you just follow your own instincts, you follow your own body, your own intuition, everything will be fine. Don't let people try and talk you into doing this or living in a certain way or because it's not their life to live at the end of the day. Too many people are, like I said before, too many people are worried about what the next person's doing versus living their own life. And... It's got to it's kind of come to an end. It's got to kind of, you know, I mean, it's ruining people's relationships. I think this COVID shit is kind of not only fucked with people's relationships, but fucked with people's minds. Like, they've been stuck in the house all day watching soap operas and shit, and now they don't have that. <laughs> they need to get that drama from somewhere else. I have a feeling that you're nothing but drama or you're nothing but negativity or you don't benefit me and you're going to sit there and try and berate me or um, if you are somebody that's loyal and I believe that you're loyal, I believe that you're either family or a good friend and you turn on me. I'm gonna cut you out of my life I'm gonna cut you out so fast you're not it's gonna be like a razor blade like at a meat processing plant it's just gonna be cut out of there like instantly and sent on down the conveyor belt that's that's gonna be what it's gonna be so at the end of the day if you're not with me then you're against me and Like I said, there's many friends and family members that if they told me that they had a problem or if I realized that they had a problem, I would not be condemning them or berating them for what they've been going through. I would feel really bad for them, actually. If there's anybody that ever needs anybody to talk to when you're feeling suicidal and you're feeling really depressed, I've always got an open ear. You can look me up on Facebook. Um it's not C Jizzle and the Whizzle, it's actually Clayton J. Barger, uh C L A Y T O N Capital J and then um Capital B-A-R-G-E-R. And you can just hit me a message. I mean, hit me a friend's request. Tell me who you are. I've heard, on, heard of you on Spotify or whatever. And But we need more people to be able to fight this mental health shit. And I feel like people that are out there. They say that they're for it. But they're not really for it. So. It takes somebody that's actually been through it. To actually know how to fight it. And. Even people that have been through it. They don't know how to fight it. So. It it takes a special kind of person. That's been through a lot of shit. Like me. To be able to tell you. Maybe you need to go about it this way. Or maybe try doing it this way. Maybe this is the reason why you're depressed. And maybe, you know, I mean. Especially these younger, this younger generation that's coming up. It seems like music and shit has kind of died I mean, I don't want to say it's died off. But music isn't the way it used to be in the 90s. Like, in the 90s, there was a lot of music that you can relate to. Not only just rock music and shit, but, and, um, now, it's like, that's kind of dying off, and there's a lot of rap music around. Talking about bitches and hoes and getting money and shit, and you can't relate to that. You can't relate to getting bitches and hoes and driving a Lamborghini around. <clears throat> but you can relate to Things that Kurt Cobain said And Listening to music from the 90s Like Fuel Or um, There's so many So many different Great songs out there That even these kids That are born after 2000s Wouldn't even know who the fuck they are <clears throat> Well I want to keep that alive. And 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now even, I want to be able to go to different pubs and play these songs. Not only from the 90s and beyond, but I want to be able to play songs from the 80s, the 70s. I want to learn all the good riffs. All of them. All of them. Especially from the eighties and the nineties, but I want to be able to go to a pub, and if somebody says, "Hey, can you do you know this song?" Yeah, I can play that song for you. So it's going to take a lot of time. It's going to take a lot of effort, a lot of practice. I already know this. There's going to be a lot of times where you kind of question yourself, and you think, "Um, "Do I really think I can play guitar?" You know, do I really think I can play a whole song? And you just gotta keep working at it. You just gotta keep practicing. Because like I said, practice makes perfect. So, you're gonna have your doubts. You're gonna have... Because I doubted myself that I would ever pick up a guitar. That I would ever even know how to play it. So, if I can pick up a guitar and play at least one song, then I know I'll be okay. There's actually a link that I'm going to post on my Facebook that, like I said, this guy, he didn't know anything about, um, playing guitar, and after a year, he can play 20 to 30 songs. Pretty good. (coughs) pretty good especially for not knowing any of the chords or any of the notes starting out and he's somebody that's in his 40s or 50s he's older so Anywho, a lot of different goals that I have in life it's gonna take a little bit of time it's not gonna you're not gonna wake up tomorrow and have everything lined up, so even for you people out there that make a lot of money you're still unhappy you're still unhappy, so just because you make a lot of money doesn't mean you're not miserable there's a certain way that you gotta live life and I feel like I'm getting closer and closer every day but I still feel like I'm so far away. And like I said, I know once I actually get into van life and start saving and have a little bit of extra time, everything will be fine. But for right now, since I'm going through all this shit, depression, and working a part-time job, trying to pay my bills, it's, it's going to be a little bit of a headache for a while. At least until I can get better, so. And that's kind of depressing in itself, because I have to sit here and live every day with a part-time job. It's really hard for somebody to go from working a full-time job for ten years, or nine years, to, um... Working a part-time job. Somebody that's working at a gas station to going and making tacos. You know, that's just completely different. I'm trying to adapt. I'm trying to pay my bills. I'm trying to get ahead. And I'm trying to not lose the vision of van life because here lately I haven't had any money left over it's just been paying bills, buying groceries and uh, buying wheat so, anywho after I get this next pay stub I'm gonna go and apply for Link. A lot of you that don't know what Link is if you're from another country or another state Um, Link is financial assistance for food, so if you make like under 30 hours a week, you get X amount of dollars for buying groceries on a card that the government gives you, so I haven't been able to, I haven't qualified to get Link in years, it's been years, I mean I can't even tell you how many years, so now that I have the opportunity, I'm going to go ahead and apply for it, um, especially working this part time job, I'm getting tired of spending all my money on groceries, so I've always said in the past that I don't like um, letting the state government and shit know what I make and all that shit, I mean you got to give them everything stubs, your social, like, everything, I don't really like that, but, at the same time, I don't really like paying for my groceries, cause, it gets pretty fucking expensive, so until I can find another job, I'm gonna get Link, get some groceries, save the money that I would be paying for groceries, and, um, yeah, that's how we're gonna solve that, But you gotta have the first two paycheck stubs whenever you get paid bi-weekly and if you get paid every week then you gotta have all four for the whole month so anywho that's another thing i gotta work in my schedule anywho i'm gonna go ahead and call it a night. I mean, this podcast was a lot longer than what I thought. I thought it was only going to be like a 20 or 30 minute long podcast, but I've been sitting here rambling about shit. There's a whole bunch of shit that I haven't really talked about, but we'll save that for another time. Um, But yeah, I've got one more beer to drink after this. Smoke a little bit of weed. uh, Watch some John Monica videos, and, um, probably gonna eat some food here in a little bit, I don't know, I'm not too hungry still, but, who knows, then I'm gonna end up, uh, going to sleep, and then waking up tomorrow and getting a shower, because I didn't get a chance to get a shower, so well, I don't know, I might just take the shower now, because, yeah, I'm not going to want to wake up, and I'm going (laughs) to, it's going to be like a last minute thing, that's, that's usually how I get down, I usually already have my shower done, that way in the morning I can just wake up and, you know, put my clothes on, so, (sighs) Yeah, probably going to have to get a shower first, so probably not going to eat a whole lot tonight, but I am going to eat something before I do go to work tomorrow, and then whenever I get off, I have something to eat, so anywho, till the next one, it was real, it was fun, but it hasn't been real fun. It's been really fucking crazy lately, and even I don't even know what's going to happen. So keep it a lot, keep it tuned, see Jizzle and the Whizzle, sign it out.